Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got the one and only Fluffiest Whimsicott back again this week. Yes, hello. And we've got Jushiro. Happy Halloween, everyone! For those who celebrate. Oh yeah, I forget. I do. For- I did forget it's Halloween this week. Yeah, I absolutely did. Uh, but before we talk about Halloween, uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, any for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. Uh, I guess in between today is Halloween. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 I guess when this comes out, it's the day before Halloween. And yep. Yeah, man, I almost forgot because, like, I have to fly out on Halloween. Mm. My brain also did that thing again where it's just like, ah, yes, this Tuesday I have to fly out and I forgot it was Halloween. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I've got two calendars that run side by side that don't interact. Oh, that doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah, in my brain, in my brain, like there's the there's the the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday calendar, Mm -hmm. and then there's the Mm -hmm. then there's the dates. Right. That's that's a completely different calendar. Uh, yes. Well, I know we need to give you some cement shoes because you've been flying all around. Yeah, oh my gosh, dude! You gotta hold. You got. You gotta hold that iron ball. After this one, I am done. At least until well, I do have to like go. I I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna be in your neck of the woods for, for the holidays, Chushiro. But oh, then we get that. I have to plan something. Uh, maybe it depends. I, I a lot of it I'm gonna spend with my in laws. Uh, because oh, my, that's, my, yeah. we we haven't spent we actually haven't spent the holidays with my in laws in like a in for like a decade. Oh, wow. And so I'm doing this specifically for my wife because she really wants to spend the holidays with her parents. I bet, yeah. And so we'll probably, we probably won't even be on like the mainland. We'll probably just be out somewhere else. So I think that's like the only, that's the only other trip. That is the only other trip I have planned this year, though. That's like the only other trip. Okay, good, good, good. And only the two months left. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I I have purposely I have purposely like I was uh scheduled to go to uh to Portland not this week but next week. Mm. And oh, wow. I told them I'm like I'm not going and so I'm sending uh, I'm sending my research scientist instead. I I said, "Hey, do you just want to go to Portland instead of me?" Good. And he, he, and he was just like, "You mean I get to go to uh, go to Portland for funsies?" And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I I physically cannot get on another airplane, or I will just cry." <laughs> oh like, man, yeah. <laughs> I'm just so tired of flying. Like, what's like? It made the it, it, that was like probably the only part of the vacation I was just not looking forward to is like just not being home when I was mm. in Japan. I was just like, yeah, I just want to be home. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I but I am doing Halloween stuff tonight actually. Mm. Uh, we we have like a downtown party we we have here in uh good old D town. Oh. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to that. Uh me and my buddy are gonna dress up. What are you gonna be dressed as? That from the cult classic, the big Lebowski. <laughs> I I I will be I will be Walter and my buddy's gonna be the dude. Uh and yeah, we're gonna yeah, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna walk around with a Folgers coffee can. That's so that, hilarious. That way we can have our Donnie. That's awesome. Yeah. What's even worse is like we're on a bowling team together. So <laughs> So it's uh it, like we're we're in like a three person league and we have a we have a bowling team. Uh so Oh that's hilarious. it's actually a good time. So yeah, we're gonna do that this weekend. But what have you guys been up to? Anything anything fun? I mean I, I saw Whimsical last week, but maybe something cool happened. Yeah. Well, I started a new playthrough of Pokemon Shield. Interesting choice. Nice. Yes. It's just um, a friend said, we should replay Generation 8 together. And I was like, you know what? I never completed Shield. I should play that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now yeah, that yeah. I have an excuse to get through the entirety of it. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I did not remember it being so cool. I, <laughs> I'm actually really liking it. I, I think part of like the reason those games fell flat was just that, one, the expectations were very high. Mm. They always are. Which they were. I think that was the first, I think that was the first year most people started, uh, after that year, I should say, is when most people started tempering their expectations. Mm. Mm. Which I don't disagree with and I, I actively encourage. Right. But yeah, Pokemon's usually not going to give us like the best and greatest, but I did, honestly, I did expect more out of Sword and Shield. Yeah. If you, if I treat it like a 3DS game, I'm not mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I enjoyed it a ton the first time around, but part of my enjoyment was that I was playing it alongside other people in Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Like in the giant Discord call, it was a ton of fun. But looking back at it, in like I got to the end of the story and I was like, hmm, I, I think I wanted a little bit more. But right. now that I don't have expectations, I'm just, it's so colorful, and the Pokemon are so fun. Like, I saw Naked, and I'm like, I forgot this little guy was here. His yeah. little tail thingy, it, it's, it's yeah. a neat gimmick. I like him. I do actually have to say that Sword and Shield's Pokemon designs are banger. Like, those are banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I can dislike Gen 8 for a lot of reasons, which I'm sure I can talk about later today, but I, I can dislike Gen 8 for a lot of reasons. But I will not say Pokemon, ever say Pokemon design is one of them. I, I think the Pokemon designs are very well done, very well thought out. Right. I just think, I think there's some execution issues. And I think that has to do with like internal management more so than game developers. Yes. Mm. I'm sure yeah, that, that the sense. problem is that they spent most of the time with the design of each individual Pokemon and character and everything. And it, they just leave the world as a second thought. And they really need to get like a, a, a team B a B team or, or hire a different company to like really polish that world building that they're lacking in a couple of generations. I don't even know if I would call it that, but it was definitely, it was definitely intended as something different. I think. Mm. Right. Because I, I'm not sure at the speed that game development works, but I kind of, I kind of get like, now that Detective Pikachu 2 is out, I kind of get Detective Pikachu 2 vibes from it. In that it wasn't, it was never intended to like be the full Switch game. 
that it was. Mm. Gotcha. It was, yeah. I really feel that it at least started as a 3DS title. Maybe mm. they were just like, we don't know what we're going to put it on. Maybe we'll put it on 3DS. Right. And that's where they kind of were with it. And mm. uh, when it started, and a lot of those design decisions kind of, I can see them, but that's only because Omori, in the two games that he directed in Alola and Scarlet and Violet, made this decision where he really likes to compartmentalize parts of the story. Yeah. Like, we, he had Alola, he had his four islands, and, like, the four islands aren't mm -hmm. very contiguous, which are because they're islands. Mm -hmm. And I, when we were going to, uh, going to, you know, the England equivalent in Pokemon. Galar? I, yeah, Galar. Yeah. I, well, I knew the title. I was just thinking about, I was thinking something more like Unova, you know, with New York and how continuous it was, mm -hmm, the region. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not really what Galar was designed to be, because there's a lot of areas that are only connected by the the wild area. Mm -hmm. And even then, there's that train that's mm -hmm. meant to take you from place to place, but you never use it because the wild area is there. So it's it's a very, it, it definitely was designed without the wild area in mind in, originally, mm. in my experience, which is why the DLC was better, because they were kind of figuring out what they wanted to do. And I, I do think it was a step to the game design that we got eventually in Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it was just like a growing pain. It was just like, it, it just, you can feel and see the growing pains in that game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I hope that, you know, Game Freak can bring its A game for whatever comes next. Yeah, I, I'm concerned with the speed at which they're going to do things still. I, I am concerned with this. Well, yeah, they need to tone it down a bit. They need to up the amount of DLCs and lower the amount of new game releases. I agree with you. Like, I, I'm kind of hoping because we're very close to the 30th anniversary. Yeah. Like we're we're going to be, you know, 2 years away next year from the 30th anniversary of Pokemon. And yeah. I'm I'm kind of hoping that when we hit 30th that's when they decide to do Gen 10, like maybe slow it down and do Gen 10 on the 30th anniversary. Right. Uh I would I would love to see that. I'd love to see that. And I I would honestly I would feel really good if we got like one of those like everybody's here moments. They did try they did try yeah. to do that with the uh, Indigo Disc DLC, but only with the starters. Yeah. And I, I don't think that should be an exception. I think that should be a rule for the starters. Just heads up, Game Freak. Like, I think, <laughs> uh, I think starters are like the one Pokemon that should be in every game. Right. In my opinion, just because like those are the Pokemon that are typically the most special to everybody else. And we actually have some, we actually have some, uh, emails that I kind of, I can kind of highlight that point on today. But mm. yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting to think about. But uh, yeah, you sure anything interesting going on with you? Before I before I move us on, not with Pokemon wise, honestly, there a lot of Pokemon adjacent. I guess I started playing Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Persona Five Royale again because uh, I never really finished it, and I'm like, I'm I'm really one like a monster catching something for a time while because like it's one of my favorite genre. If you can't tell, mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm restarting Persona Five, but other than that, haven't really dug much into Pokemon lately after I finished the DLC. Man, I'm like, I'm actually like pretty amped to get back to playing Pokemon and streaming. I was going to do it this week, but uh, we had a lot of hiccups in life. Mm. Don't we always? But I can, I can start to get back to it, not this week, but the week after, which is very exciting to me. I really want to start streaming again because one, I just bought a, uh, <laughs> this is, this is like really nerdy thatch going on with uh, video mm -hmm. game modding, but I bought a, uh, I bought a mod for a original DS so that mm. I can stream through the DS. And the only reason I'm doing this, and this is like such a specific reason to have like such a specific tool, 
mm-hmm. is that I really want to uh, play Gen 4. I was kind of, uh, I thought you were going to say Conquest, but go on. Well, I have, I was, so I have a, I have a 3DS capture card already, right? So you can, I can play DS games on stream. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay. I bought an original DS. You wanna you wanna do the thing with the yes. with the Gen three cartridges? Yes, I want to be able to do the thing with the Gen three cartridges. Uh, do a Nuzlocke with the Gen three because if you put a Gen three cartridge in the in the Game Boy slot on the DS while you're playing Gen four games, it changes the wild Pokemon in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so I really want to do that. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. I, I mean, I also really want to get back to, uh, I really want to get back to, like, finishing my Gen 1 living decks. Um, I'm actually mm. pretty close, I think, on Fire Red to, like, going through completion on that, or not Fire Red, ri- Original Red. Mm-hmm. And mm. we're going to go through and we're going to complete that and then do the Pokemon Stadium stuff. Like, I really want to play Pokemon Stadium. I don't think you understand how much I want to, like, 100% Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> like, I, I'm, like, I'm looking forward to that the most. The problem is, like, most of the guides I've looked at... <laughs> Pretty much tell you to like, hey, go catch this level fifteen haunter in in gold version, and then bring it back. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm just part of me is just like, okay, maybe we just like do a combined living Gen one and Gen two decks, mm. and then we we just like 100% Pokemon Stadium one, and then we 100% Pokemon Stadium two, Mm-mm-mm. and we just have a blast doing it. So I think I think that might be the course of action that takes place. Yeah, that nice. sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. So I think that that might be what happens. I also just want to play Gen 2. Like, I'm in a real good Gen 2 mood lately. Mm. I blame Kitakami. I blame Kitakami. I just, I, I hope and wish for the day that all the Pokemon are going to be in the virtual console, which I know will probably never happen, but uh, I wish that will be a thing. Because if they would, I would go through every single generation, play every single Pokemon game from Gen 1 all the way to Gen 9. With no hesitation, because that's my dream right now. I don't think we're going to get every Pokemon game, because I, I do think there's a chance that you will get your Pokemon games from Gen 1, Gen 2, and Gen 3 on the Virtual Console. I, I think the problem with uh, expecting Pokemon games from like the DS is just like, the DS to Switch format is kind of poopy. Yeah, no, I know. They, I mean, they tried it on Wii U, and it's like only okay. Right. So... My my full recommendation would be honestly we just get more BDSPs oh. for everything else. Like I think I think BDSP is fine in the context of we're never gonna get this on virtual console. Right. I, I think that's a I think that's a very reasonable answer. And I think we're more we're probably gonna be more on the timeline. Like whenever Pokemon Bank actually shuts down, we will probably get, you know, the Gen 1, Gen 2 games right. on virtual console because they'll just hook them up to Pokemon Home. Because I think Pokemon Home is what the original imagination for Pokemon Bank was. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's exactly why I want those virtual consoles. Anyway, yeah. But yes, I, I don't want to talk about just random Pokemon stuff all day, though. I'm sure somebody's screaming at the radio like, man, Thatch, if you could just keep talking about random Pokemon stuff, it'd be great. <laughs> but uh, we do have some news to talk about. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to cue that epic music. Radio Tower, this just in. 
Welcome to our news. In the news, we've got a few things to go over. Uh, not a lot, actually. I think this is like very much the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My expectation is we're going to get some kind of Indigo Disc trailer here in the next week or two. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so far, uh, Detective Mikachu- Pikachu found a marketing budget and released an animated short and a web manga this past week. <laughs> it's the sort of game I might have bought with the 3DS price tag. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yes, I do agree with that. I heard it was only like eight hours or Oof. so, like maybe yeah, twelve. Yeah, that's 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 what I heard. Twenty hours, I would say. Yeah, that's worth. Yeah. it. Yeah. But eight hours, yeah. Uh, like yeah. it was. It was I pretty. Made of money. It was pretty. Yeah. It it was uh, for fifty dollars. I don't think I would do it. Um, I mean, it'll, it'll certainly go on sale. Oh, yeah, if I find it used at a certain point in the future, yeah. I'll probably pick it up because I'm curious. Like That's kind of how I felt but, about the original Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. I think I ended up I think I ended up buying I was like, I don't really want to pay $60 for it because it seems too new right. to do. And so I ended up going. I, I'm also really bad with RPG. Like, I really I think I would really enjoy RPGs out of Pokemon, like turn based ones. Um, mm, I, yes. I think I really would. Uh, but. Uh, I'm so ingrained in the Pokemon system, which I think is almost almost like Baby's first art, turn-based RPG. RPG. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, but I'm so ingrained in that system that I try to draw parallels, and it never it doesn't never works perfectly. Nope. So yeah. then I just get frustrated with the system, and then I stop. Uh, I mean, honestly, like I need I need like those tutorial battles like we get in Pokemon for uh, <laughs> for some of these RPGs. And the one that I could get into though recently is Baldur's Gate three. Oh yeah. Um, because well, mostly because I'm I'm also very familiar with the D and D system. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, fair. so so I could be like, oh, I know what this does. I know what this does. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the liberties uh that they take with your actions that you can do on your turn. I my players were messing up after that game came out for like two weeks, and I was just like, this is very oh. frustrating that they think they can do this and this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like that's not that's not how this works. That's like me trying to move the camera around as I'm going through the routes in Pokemon yeah. Shield. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's been uh, it's been a time. Uh, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, uh, we have some Scarlet and Violet stuff. I'm gonna let uh, Wimsy yeah. say this one. So uh, we mentioned uh, no, we didn't mention it actually because it was announced after last week's episode. Uh, but you can still participate because it's a Halloween event. There are Miss Magius raids that give a lot of EXP candy. And there's a mass outbreak event, you know, that new thing that they've been doing that they did with the Clefairy the last time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one has Mimikyu, Grivar, Drifloon, and Phantom. And they have an increased chance of having a crafty mark when you catch mm. them. Which uh, is, um, like, it's not as increased as you would think. But no, it's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish they were a little bit better, but uh, marks are also very confusing to me in general. It's like, it's cool, but it's so niche that it always just feels like, why should I care? Yeah, right. It's really hidden there in the descriptions, too. Well, it's like when the Pokemon comes out, they'll get a description based on the mark they have. Right. Yeah, which is, which is, it's cool. I like it, but it's just, it's too rare. To make me feel like it's relevant. I absolutely agree. All right. Well, Jushiro's going to talk to us about some Pokemon Go news. 
Okay, because it's going to be November 1st, uh, and it's going to bring the Dia de los Muertos uh, event, adding a flower crown Cubone to the mm-hmm. game. And for mm-hmm. people who are looking to finish their Kanto decks, which at this point, who hasn't? Uh, Mega Kangashka returns at the end of the month. Both Mega Garchomp and Mega Gallade release in November. And then a friendly reminder. I am actually curious on how many people join Pokemon. Like, what's the new player look like, right? Because I have no idea. I always worry about, like, new players in Pokemon Go because I'm just like, I haven't seen a Pidgey in I don't know how long. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how are they going to do their Kanto decks? Right. Yeah. Uh, and then a reminder that November 5th is both Wooper Community Day. And I don't know why it says both. Because it's Paul both Day and Paul Wooper Dayan and, and, and Jotian. Jotian. Oh, both versions mm-hmm. of Wooper. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was perplexed last week when I read the bit of news, too. Then I figured out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this Friday, uh, November 3rd, a new TCG set drops as well, uh, Paradox Rift. Mm. It's gonna actually. This is actually like a really big set for the TCG. A lot of new cards come out. There's a couple that are people. Well, I shouldn't say people. I think there's one guy on Twitter who's like, like scared that one of the cards is just gonna break the game and make nobody want to play it. Mm. Uh, which I think might be overhyped a little bit. I think it's okay. Right. Um, it uh, there's a it's a. It's uh, Iron Hands EX, and for an electric energy and three colorless energy, uh, it, it the attack is called Amp You Very Much. <laughs> um, and uh, it does 120 damage, and it says, if you knock out a Pokemon with this attack, you take an extra prize card. Oof. Which is, that is big. I don't think it's as bad as, like, ADP, um, Arceus Dialga Palkia tag team from right. a few years mm-hmm. ago, where it had an ability where you could just start taking an extra prize card on everything. Right. Uh, which was mm. ridiculous and disgusting. Yep, broke so the game. It broke, yeah, it definitely broke the game. I don't think this will break the game, mostly because you have to get a knockout with 120 uh, attack. That is also very expensive, mind you. Right. And electric and three colorless. Like, if you do that, um, you could, there's like two decks that could probably handle it right now. Um, one being Maridon, but that you require hitting a lot of... Uh, you're, one, you're not probably doing it turn one because you have to hit electric generators. And then uh, Chi and Pao has been playing it, I th- I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, then you need to run electric or luminous energies in your deck as well. Um, because Chi and Pao typically runs this back Scalibur that just lets you attach as many water energies per turn as you want. Um, so it, uh, people have been using the water for the colorless then. And then you just like play an electric or two. And you go get the electric. I don't know. Like I've I've been playing Chi and Pal myself, and I think it's kind of clunky. So I don't know. I don't know if you like were to throw more into it, it would be clunkier. It's potentially a really good card, but it might not flow very well in a deck. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things. Like I I, I talk to a couple people about deck building every once in a while. Um, some of them you know on the show, but and every mm-hmm. once in a while they'll get like really hyped for a new card, and I'm like, but guys, like. I, I understand that, like, you're talking about combos that can happen, but you have to remember, like, the deck can only have 60 cards. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, and so certainly, if you had a 70-card deck, I think this would work, because you need an additional 10 cards for a combo to work in a deck that already exists. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple other cool cards coming out as well, because all the Paradox Mons are coming out, so there, there's a lot of cool new decks that are going to be probably viable out of this set. Mm. Uh, additionally, uh, they have just a lot of cool support. I don't know. I'm I'm very excited because Obsidian Flames was kind of a a nothing burger of a set. 
mm-hmm. in terms of com- competitive. Like, it didn't really change them out of that much. Like, maybe we got the Charizard deck out of it. Charizard's like this floating target of is it good or not, and nobody mm-hmm. really knows. <laughs> uh, you know, because like it'll do it'll do well at a tournament one weekend, and then the next weekend it'll just like not show up at all. Okay, and I nobody knows why because the decks didn't like counter them. It didn't counter Charizard. It just didn't do well that day. Um, mm. And it, it's just very. I think it, I think it's honestly just like a a a numbers thing because there's no deck right now that's very. Uh, there's no deck that's centralizing the meta. Okay. Mm. Uh, so everybody like no deck typically has more than like you know fourteen percent share at a tournament, and okay, all of these and decks so are just evenly the... matched. Yeah, all these decks are yeah. just evenly matched. That's good. That's, that's a healthy uh, so, meta. No, it's a very healthy meta. It's just kind of boring because it's been this way for like six months, mm. and and so I'm I'm ready for things to shake up. I also really want like I'm excited for Iron Hands. Like I I'm rooting for Iron Hands to be a little bit better than not. Uh, mm. Just because uh, a lot of the decks that take forever to play against are single prize decks, and Iron Hands would just shut that down okay. um, and make them unplayable, which I kind of hope is the case. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little part of me hopes. But yeah. All right. Well, that is it for that part of the news. But we do have uh, Puckle's Pokey Opinion, mm-hmm. which is uh, <laughs> very short this week. And it is uh, best Gen 1 shiny question mark. Right. Uh, Ponyta. Ponyta is actually. Ponyta is. I was going to say Charizard, but now that you bring up Ponyta. Man, I have to look real quick, actually. Uh, um, Because, like, I I think there. I, I do agree with both of those being very solid. Um, I just want to look for myself to make sure I'm not forgetting something. Nido King's pretty okay. Um, mm. Nido King, I think, is okay. Uh, mm. Tentacruel. Nine Tails is, is also mm. really good. Uh, Nine Tails is good too. I do agree with Nine Tails. Um, like there are a lot of like not good ones. I will admit. Uh, yeah. Well, there. it's like the old way of making shinies. So. Voltorb and Electrode, though. Oh, okay, good. Those are yes. solid. Those are solid. I think Tangle is also pretty good when it just becomes like straight green. Mm-hmm. Same uh, for Oddish. But. Yeah. Yeah. I but yeah, I do think there's a lot of uh swinging and misses. Uh and you also have Gyarados, which is just kind of, Gyarados and Magikarp, which I think are two of the designed ones. Quite iconic. Yes. Yeah. Uh and then, and then we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Tauros, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we are contractually obligated we to are mention We're contractually yes. obligated to uh, mention Tauros. But yeah, I I do uh Eevee also came out pretty good. Eevee itself. Yeah. I, I won't say I won't say Vaporeon, Jolteon, or Flareon, but I will right. say Eevee. <laughs> Shiny Jolteon has still remained one of my biggest disappointments in my life. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Shiny Leafeon, who was at least, like, vaguely nicer. Yeah. And then it just, it just looks the same now. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. uh, well, that's it for the news, guys. Uh, we're gonna kick it on over to... Uh, our Poke Quiz segment, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, 
for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to our Pokey Quiz. Our Pokey Quiz uh, has the rules that you just heard, and we're going to jump right on into it. Our first question this week is going to come to you from uh, from Smeargle19. Uh, actually, I don't think I'm going to read that one because I don't understand the wording. Um, we're going to go with this <laughs> other one from Elite Four Brandt. As of Generation 9, what are the two oldest Pokemon lines that still have a unique type combination? Ooh. Honestly, I'll just take one answer if you, you get one of these, but... As of okay. Generation 9, what is the... That still have a unique type combination. Yes. Okay, so, um... Is, is, is any, does anything else have the Magneton line type? The Magneton? Electric Steel? Yeah, does anything else have that? Uh, uh, electric steel, electric steel. I feel like yes, but I can't remember. Maybe one of the uh the beasts. The no, no. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like I should give you this for free. Toga tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, thank you, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's mostly mostly because I was doing the thing where I'm screaming at the radio right there. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> and you actually have the uh, the chance and to scream Toga at tomorrow, the radio, and yeah, yeah. it would have taken us it's a like while si- to get like there. The plush is like sitting right behind me, you know. I'm like, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Like, okay, okay, it's okay. staring at me into my soul. So not magnet. Have we? Have we? Mm, have we gotten? I I feel like we have. Uh, okay. So what about those? These are, these are old. Something. These are old. Old. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're talking probably Gen One, maybe two. Uh, and, fighting uh, water. We have a bunch of those. Yes. Um, bug something, dragon something. So it's not dragon something because it's only the like. Wait. Um. The oldest Pokemon, because we're like I've been going about this like let's think of things that are still unique, right? But we should be like going through the Pokedex starting from Bulbasaur. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. So um, I'm literally going through the Pokedex in my head. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything. I mean, I'm thinking the only things that I can think of is number one. Uh, is something normal with normal because those I don't think are that common. But they are not old, right? Like they are not old. Right, uh, right, right. You should definitely go through the Pokedex. I feel like you will find at least one of them very quickly. Yes, exactly. Um, Flying poison. I also don't know how good your Gen One Pokedex number ordering is. Mine has been very good lately because I've been trying to make a point of knowing like the first two gens in order. Ground poison is- from Nidal King, Nidal Queen. Oh yeah, those are pretty early on. I but um, I can't remember of any ground poison. Yeah, no, they they're not unique anymore. Um, okay. There's um, the oh, Cloud Sire. Oh. Yep. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, damn. Uh, just go like a little bit farther. Just a little bit farther in the Pokedex just order. Just a tiny bit farther. Just a tiny okay. bit farther. Hmm. I'm drawing a blank. So somewhere around the 40s and 50s. Around the 40s, you will definitely about, find one. What about normal, normal fairy? 
That so, is Wigglytuff. Do we have other normal fairies? Yes, we do. It is um, um, Azrael. Just a little bit farther. Mm. You're getting very close. <laughs> You're getting very close. Oh, darn it. Oh, I think Wigglytuff mm. is 40. Uh, so Yeah, right around there. Oh gosh, what's that what's that bit after those? Um uh, Gen 1 you can usually get through by just going through the routes for the I'm most part. I'm trying to do that, but I'm getting you stuck catch, on you Mount catch, Moon. Yeah, yes, Mount Moon. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think about what's in Mount Moon. Clefairies. Well, uh, what's it known for? What's it known for? What's what's Mount Moon known for being annoying for? Zubat. Oh, Zubat. Yep. There oh, is still not flying? flying poison. Yep. There's no more flying poisons? Nope. They never made another one. They've Holy never made snap. another one. After Crobat. I think never I've been seen I think I've seen Subat so many times that I just assumed that there were so many flying poisons everywhere. I no. I I I think I will give you this as the point. Um just it one in the interest of time. But also two mm-hmm. uh because you figured that one out. Um the other one uh is going to surprise you. Uh, as well, but okay. the answer is it still it, from Gen One. It is still from Gen One, um, oh, wow. and it is uh, the Gengar line. Oh yeah, fair enough. Th- there's never been another ghost poison after that. Oh, holy snap! You're right. Holy snaps! Yeah, but yeah, I'll give you the point for that one. Um, we should have known that they would be poison types. It's Gen One. Half of everything was poison. <laughs> A right. lot of things were poison. Uh, yes. Um, all right. Well, your next question is going to come to you from. Definitely not Liger. And maybe you know this one. We'll uh, we'll see if you do. Uh, What is the most expensive Pokemon TCG card, or the one that sold for the most? Um, This is this was recently. Oh, recently. Wasn't it that promo card with Pikachu in the beach or something? It Um, could be. Uh, yeah, that's a very rare. It was card. like a celebration for some yeah, tournament. It was, like, it was like beach party or as for for worlds. Yeah, yeah the one that Something lets like that. Yeah, you're thinking of a uh, tropical been... beach. Uh, tropical that's not entirely. Yeah. Yeah. That's not entirely it, correct. Um, okay. This is a. I believe it's a Japanese only card, but it was for definitely for a competition. That's very uh, short. Uh, very short printed. I mean, the only other. Thing that I've heard about being very expensive was um, some kind of, I think, yeah, golden Pikachu something. But I like that. Like, I'm honestly surprised that I even knew about the tropical beach. Thing, <laughs> uh, tropical I, beach is actually that's actually really impressive. I am impressed by tropical beach. <laughs> I heard about that once. That one, that one um, actually, Tropical Beach was always expensive, and then there was the yeah. one that was just after that, Champions Festival, uh, mm-hmm. which was that one started getting expensive, and then Pokemon kind of responded to that this year with the new one, um, yeah. which was like Paradise Resort or something like that, and it uh, mm. because they made Paradise Resort absolutely useless compared to the others. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I thought Champions Festival would be kind of useless too because it requires you to have six Pokemon in play and it just heals 10 damage from all of your Pokemon or something like that. And there was never a deck that could take advantage of it until Gardevoir EX where you're just putting damage counters on all of your Pokemon. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, so uh, then then that skyrocketed the price and made it hard to get a hold of. So now you can get Paradise Resort, which will heal 10 damage from any Psyduck in play. <laughs> wow. 
or something like that. It's something. Wow. Like, it's it's some it's some ridiculous effect that doesn't matter. It does specifically deal with Psyduck, though. Wow. Uh, well, yeah, uh, now that here. you said it's not tropical, bitch, I know that I do not know. Okay. Uh, you guys can uh, tap out, or and I can just let you know. Um, or depends. You can... Maybe Jashiro knows it. No, yeah, you... I, I, I'm drawing a blank. The only thing card that's came on coming up was that uh, ancient Mew card. No, it's not that. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to let yeah. you know. The The answer is uh, the Pikachu Illustrator card from a uh, competition way back in the day. Oh. Um, uh, there were only 41 of them printed, I think. Um, right. And it recently sold um, a PSA 10 that they had graded. Uh, was mm. sold for $5 million, just over $5 million. Whoa. 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 What? Yeah. No. There's some serious money in Pokemon. Do you remember, like, you remember, like, as a kid, I always remembered my parents being like, these aren't going to be worth anything one day. Um, right, and they are uh, worth because something cardboard. And they're, like, actually worth, like, a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Um, it's it's very, like, not all of them. I should say not all of them, because my number one pet peeve is, like, uh, I've been watching these guys who go around and, like, buy video games from garage sales and stuff like that. And right. then people have Pokemon cards, and they overvalue all of them. It's very frustrating. Mm. But... <laughs> Um, all right. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question. As always, we're going to go ahead and uh, give you this one from the once and future gamer. It's Pokemon Crystal entry reads during the study of this Pokemon. It was discovered that its components are not found in nature. Who's that Pokemon? Its components hmm. are not in nature. Are not found in nature. Magnemite? Hmm. Um. I feel like Porygon. Ma- it seems like it's an artificial Pokemon. Yeah. Um. I think. I think it might be another Steel type. Uh. Not Magnemite because those usually talk about its magnetism. Right. <laughs> um. So what other Steel types were in Gen Two? Like there were only those? four others. I could tell you that much. Exactly. There's like Skarmory and. Uh, uh, Scissor and Steelix and uh, the one you're gonna forget is gonna be Fortress. Yes. Ah. Okay. Everybody mm, forgets Fortress, which is fair. Um, I think Fortress is a cool Pokemon. Don't slander him. <laughs> I personally don't like him. Um. So he's made. I don't know. Uh, oh wait, what about it, Poison in the sense of a contamination Pokemon? Hmm. Like a uh, maybe a Grimer or a Muck. Can you repeat the Pokedex entry, please? Absolutely. Um, Thank you. During the study of this Pokemon, it was discovered that its components are not found in nature. Is it unknown? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I want to say that it's something weird like that. Components, like you you, it makes you think of something that is either a mineral of some kind, right? Or made of multiple parts. Right. Artificial comes to mind when they mm-hmm. say not found in nature. So um, yep. that's why I bring up Mug and Porygon and Magnemite because so those are all like man-made Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Okay, just pick one and worst case scenario, we go to the next book. Um, <laughs> it's just, oh man, I would say... Not found in nature. Porygon too? Uh unfortunately incorrect. This next uh, entry is from Fire Red, but it's really just red. Uh and it reads A life form whose identity is unknown. It is said to screech or suddenly self-destruct. 
See. Oh, it's Voltorb. Voltorb. Yep. Voltorb's correct. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you, you guys are uh, two for three here now. So your next question is going to be worth up to three points. Uh, it has multiple answers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, okay, I'm going to ask you these questions. Um, I think I think this answer, uh, this is from Wyatt Fright. Mm-hmm. And he wants to know, uh, what eight Pokemon lines are playable in both Pokemon Unite and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Um, and I think, honestly, it is just the question of what Pokemon are in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, based on the answers, uh, there are eight answers. I will only need six of them. For every two, I will give you a point. You have three strikes, uh, and then you're yeah. out. So Jigglypuff? you do have to lock in all your answers. Uh, Jigglypuff is correct. Uh, that is two? one of them. Mewtwo is another. That is two. That's one point. Um... You're going to have to keep going, Jushiro, because I've played neither of these games. <laughs> Charizard. Charizard is also correct. That is uh, that is three. Greninja. Greninja is four. Lucario. Lucario is five. Um, You're missing one very easy one. Pikachu. Pikachu? Pikachu, yeah. Uh, that is six. <laughs> uh, do you know the other two? Uh, if I not, I'll give so. them to you. Uh, I think so. Um... Uh, give me a second, and I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, I'm bl- drawing a blank now, even though I should know these. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give it to you here, Jushiro. Okay. And just let you know, it's Blastoise and Venusaur because Blastoise Pokemon Trainer. Blastoise and Venusaur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right, but you got those, so that's three. That's three points. So you guys are up to five for four. This is your last Ooh. question. It's your base deck question, as always. And I would like to know. Um. Or Liger would, I believe, because I believe he put these in. Since it's uh, since it's Halloween this week, what ghost type Pokemon has the highest base attack of all ghost type Pokemon? And you do have the hint. Yes, uh, I remember Mega Banette being kind of wild, but not that wild. So should we just take the hint right away, Jashiro? I think so because Banette was going to be my my guess as well. Yeah. Uh. This is a monotype Pokemon who also has a Mega. Well, okay, <laughs> that sounds like Banette. <laughs> then yeah, it sounds like it's Banette. It sounds like it's Mega Banette. Um, let's just think if we are forgetting anything, but I don't think there's another no, mono ghost Mega. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not that I can think of. No. Yeah, Mega Banette. Uh, Mega Banet is correct with a base 165. It's not even close. Uh, uh, next up is uh, Delmize with 131. Oh, uh, wow. Then Blacephalon with uh, mm. 127. Oh, wow, uh, f- yeah. Followed up by a tie between Marshadow and Serulege Cer- with 125. Mm-hmm. So it was not even close. But Mega Banet just blew it out of the water. Right. So that, yeah. guy, that gives you six today. So let me type Ooh, that in the trivia score. We didn't do that bad. No. Let me go open up the trivia score here. That is gonna. That's definitely gonna change things up. So. Oh, oops, oops, oops. I typed in. Uh, there we go. I typed in a number or how many, how many points you got today instead of adding them, <laughs> and mm. that uh, certainly mm. messes things up. Oh, what the heck just happened? Okay, one <laughs> sec. Uh, my my sort did not work. Mm. Uh, what the heck just happened? 
Okay. So Wins, um, Wins like a what starter did you use in Yeah, please, your, uh, you, please do in that. Your, in your new shield <laughs> run. So I got Score Bunny, but I actually boxed him right away because my friend and I are playing with teams that we made based on characters from our favorite anime. Mm. So, like yeah. what? Well, hey, give me an example. <laughs> uh, so my guy likes dogs. And he flies, so he has lots of dogs and birds. There he we go. Like I fixed it. it. But continue. Okay, we're done. <laughs> uh, in first place, we've got Linian with 36 points, uh, followed up in second by Seth Vilo with uh, 31. In a tie for third, we've got Shark and Whimsicott with 28. In fifth, we've got Yushiro with 23rd. Or 23. Uh, in sixth, we've got our Sigma with 22. In seventh, we've got Dr. Shamu and Mark tied with 20. Uh, Sublime Manic is in ninth with 14, and Claude Nines bringing up the rear with 12. Uh, tune in next week for another exciting episode. It's still anybody's race. It could still happen. I don't think Linian signed up for next week, so. Uh, Ooh, there's wait, it's still, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we are going to go ahead then, and we are going to kick it on over to, uh, our topic. Puckle Factory is back. Battle against your fellow Puckalonians with rental teams provided to you by us. Each week will have its own themes to explore. You get to pick which team best suits your wants. Which one you think is the best you have until October 1st at 8pm Eastern Time to sign up. Further information can be found on our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. Hope to see you there. Welcome to our topic. Our topic today is going to be graphics. Do they matter uh, or not? Or how do they have they ex- uh, affected the experience? Ooh, spooky theme graphics, especially when talking about Pokemon graphics. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so like, I, I will be honest, and I have never really been like a big graphics person. Like, I I do not care and on, until like very recently. Um, but I think that's more like performance issues. I have like Scarlet and Violet, we can, we, it has performance issues and I think make the kill the graphics in a lot of ways that way, or at least a lot of the visual presentation. But I also think that, I, I also think that we have a lot of issues with, uh, if you, I don't know, if you look in the past, like, Pokemon's actually been very good about their graphics on their handhelds, I think. Like, if you look at, I mean, well, so like red and blue, you know, very simple games. I, I'm not, I'm not going to fault that, but I would even, I would even say like the improvement from like gen one to gen two is very significant. And I would even say gen two to gen three was even better because it, it took it full, it took full advantage of the, of the Game Boy Advance. I, I'm honestly just more upset that we didn't get more Game Boy Advance games in all honesty. Like, it was a good console. Game Boy Advance is a solid console. I, I'm actually like very, I had like an existential crisis in Japan because I like modding those consoles because I like playing Pokemon, but I'm like, Pokemon Bank might get shut down <laughs> or it's going to get shut down at some point, right? And so I'm not going to be able to transfer the Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm hoping we get to some solution for that, but I don't know. We'll see. To me, graphics are not like a deal breaker um, when it comes to, you know. No, no, they they usually aren't. They usually aren't. I actually did see, because this this was mostly sparked by you, Whimsicott, where you said you're replaying Gen 8, and the game was actually very, like, pretty in terms of graphics, and probably more so than Scarlet and Violet, and I, I, I mostly agree with you. Like, outside of Pokemon models, I think I agree with you. See, the thing is, it looks better, and I think 
it's not that the graphics are better because they're not. Um, it's that the choices the artistic choice they made. Yeah, like what are um, so okay. So yeah, it's an artistic choice. It's like okay, so in Scarlet and Violet. Like, you have the Pokemon immersed in their environment. And you have the Pokemon be slightly more realistic. And the environment itself is uh, a lot less cartoonish yes. than the one in Gen 8. But I think it's like, okay, I see what you're going for there. But you didn't do it well enough that it's worth it. Whereas... If I look at a bat in Generation 8, the Pokemon is, first of all, it's much closer to the camera or it's highlighted by the lighting in a way that makes it pop a lot more. Mm. And uh, it's like, okay, I know that it's a billion times cooler for the battle to happen, like, inside the environment without a switch to a battle screen. And, but... Doesn't look as good, at least in my opinion, because oh, I I actually this is something I thought about recently, and I kind of agree with you. Um, yeah, uh, you, the number one, I still think to this day, like my number one like battle art or like graphics wise is still BDSP. Okay, those are great, but it's mostly about the backgrounds. No, no, the backgrounds are fantastic. I think the backgrounds are fantastic in BDSP. Yeah, continue. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, like. We interrupted each other. <laughs> I, I think the, the thing with Scarlet and Violet is that, okay, it's a choice to make it more realistic, to make it less uh, saturated, less, you know, bright and uh, crazy cartoon-like. And it's obviously like a good choice for the kind of game you're trying to make, which sure. is open world, which has the Pokemon interact with the environment and... It's way more immersive because, like, there are still times, like, we've been playing Scarlet and Violet for about a year at this point, mm -hmm. and I still, like, will be walking around in the game, and I will, like, stop and look at a Pokemon eating a berry under a tree, and I will be like, that is brilliant. Like, I love that. I, I do agree. I, I agree with that. I think, I don't know, we, I guess I mentioned this more before the show than, than during the show, but... Um, like, so a lot of my issues with, uh, Gen 8 are that it's, it's very, I, I guess I talked about it at the intro, but a lot of my issues with Gen 8 is that there's a lot of growing pains that are very prevalent. Um, and I, and Scarlet and Violet is the same. Like there, there's a lot of growing pains like that, that, that explains the performance. They're not used to making a game that works on this level. Um, and uh, two, I think this, this is the first game where they're just like, really like, hey, these Pokemon are interacting with their environments. Because if you look at even PLA, which is like kind of sort of the predecessor, uh, for, for Scarlet and Violet, like the Pokemon weren't really interacting with their environments. They're just walking around. Uh, they're just kind of there. I, I think that, uh, that's, uh, I, I think I personally, I'm just very tired of just like always being growing pains in Pokemon at this point. Hmm. I, I just want them to make a game with skills that they're very co confident that they have. I think their problem is that the basic formula of Pokemon is always the same. And graphics and performance-wise, they're always playing catch-up with the rest of the market. I absolutely agree with you, yeah. And I don't... don't like, I don't see how they get out of the cycle of 
having to innovate on things that are not the main purpose of the game. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, if people are playing Pokemon now, like almost 30 years on, it's because they like that basic formula. No, the basic the basic formula of Pokemon has been very simple uh, in terms of like you catch the Pokemon, you battle the Pokemon. And there's been very like we got new Pokeballs. Like I think that's the extent, right? And new moves, stuff like that. But yeah, the basic formula, the basic gameplay pattern has very much not changed since uh, since 1996. Which on it, it's like they they hit gold with that. Like it's it's very hard to be struck by lightning twice. It, it is though a very Nintendo theme to have similar because a lot of Zelda was recently the same. A lot of Mario until they made that 3D jump. Um, so it is kind of like a formula first, then everything else later when it comes to Nintendo. And I think that's the problem. Many people were talking about um, when this 3D jump happened, right? When Mario became 3D and we got into Mario 64, when Sonic went 3D and it went um, um, Sonic Adventures and these were successful titles. Then Mega Man tried to do that and it failed and, it, and it's on its face. So Pokemon has had the issue of like it has remained with that steady uh, method of making. It's just that transition into something else has been so, so granular that it's just been taking forever. And it's now Generation 9, and we see now kind of like their version of this is the 3D, as in we know that they've been 3D for a while, but this is like the actual 3D jump. Like the Mario 64 of Pokemon is technically not Sword and Shield. It's it's uh Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically the 3D jump for Pokemon was uh X and Y, but... No, no, that's for the graphicals. Yes, and I, I guess that's the topic. Yes, but I mean, like in general, the, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think what I think what he's saying is this is the time we've actually gone off the rails. Uh, yeah, to some extent, I think so. I kind of see the development of like popular video games. Um, in it kind of like how uh, TV resolution has gone, right? Like we used to have the analog TV resolution, which is kind of your t- your two D games, and then we got HD TV. Um, and that's when we got to 3D video games like Mario 64, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, you go from there's been a shift recently from uh, from just 3D games to open world games. I'm going to put open worlds in big quotes, uh, but open world games like you, you're looking at your, your Breath of the Wild, your Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, you're looking at, you know, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Red Dead Redemption, stuff like that. Uh, san- sandbox open world games that people really enjoy. and uh, that's been something that people have been moving to, you know, very slowly over the years. And it's like 4K because I think the difference in terms of, you know, quality is the same as if you went from like a 1080p to, you know, a 4K television. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, but you might not notice it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it's some it's a, it's a much more uh, it's a much more fine change than a uh, than something like big and in your face. Um, and I, I do think Scarlet and Violet did a very good job in terms of that. I just still don't, I, I think their graphics in terms of that were very, uh, awkward, uh, very awkward. I, I just don't think Game Freak has been very prepared to going full 3D. And I, I would honestly argue this has been that way for a while, like even with X and Y, um, and Sun and Moon, uh, I, I mean, we've always had performance issues. Um, part of this is I just don't think they have time to like, debrief after a game release because of the pace they're going at 
you know, like, hey, like, hey, what worked? What didn't work? I think they're just trying. They have some idea and they're trying to go along that trajectory. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that's part of it. And they they do make they do pivot pretty quickly sometimes. I mean, uh, if you remember some of the interviews from Sword and Shield, actually, uh, a lot of the pivots there happened very quickly. Uh, especially like the overworld Pokemon, there weren't going to be overworld Pokemon outside of the wild area in uh, in Sword and Shield until Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee did so well in terms of like people enjoying that aspect. I don't think we'll see a Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee again. I hope not, at least. Uh, but if, if it came down between a Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee game and like another Legends game, I think I know which one I would pick. But uh, I, I know which one. Yeah, right. I, I know which one I'm picking. Like there's there's no there's no question about which one Thatch is picking here. Uh, I think the the problem here, though, is, first of all, you look at the success of Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and you have to weigh that against that being the first Pokemon game on the Switch. Yes, no, no, no. I I absolutely agree with that. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you can see... I, there's two types of, like, Pokemon sale patterns I've noticed over the years. I mean, you either get the one that's just, like, an instant jump. Uh, it's just, like, instant, and then it never gets sold again after release. Um, and then... And then you get the ones that are slow burn that, that get that spike, and then there's a slow burn after that, which is like Scarlet and Violet and Sword and Shield and pretty much anything that's been mainlined. But when they've tried to go off the beaten path and try to make another game outside of that, it's really uh, made it difficult. Yeah. Uh, like I even Legends Arceus did that to some extent, but not as badly, in my opinion, based on the sales data. Um, it actually sold okay. So I'm kind of hoping we do that again. I I think Legends Arceus was just like a very good game in general, though. Exactly. So the graphics are not great, but I think I think at some point the graphics in 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 Legends Arceus are pretty okay, in my opinion. I mean, they performance wise, it's pretty okay as well, but they don't have as much going on. This is like I'm playing Scarlet, and the textures on the rocks shift as I approach the rocks. And I'm like, this is the like flagship game of the most like successful media franchise of all time. Yes. No, they, I think they, I mean, there was that interview not too long ago where they talked about, I mean, we talked about on the show ourselves about whether or not this was something that was, uh, if this was something that was just too, uh, going too fast, right? Because they said, oh, hey, we want to know what we can do to increase the quality at the same time as keeping up our pace. So they're, they're aware. They're aware this is an issue. I, I, I'm not saying they're not aware. I think graphics are just not their thing. They have never been their thing. And the problem at this point, I think, might part. They're trying to make everyone happy and they mm-hmm. simply cannot do that. And so they, like, disperse their focus on both the story and the Pokemon and the graphics. And like, and they, like, you can see that they come up with so many ideas each generation. And they are, they are never as focused as they should be, in my opinion. I don't disagree with you. I, I, well, I think that, I think that there's also, there was like, uh, there wasn't as far to fall in 2D Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like, you could, it, there wasn't as far to fall like you could have like let's say we had bad graphics in a pokemon game in gen 5 uh which i honestly don't think we did but like oh man those trees don't look that real or something like that or they look wrong i mean that's all we're gonna see we're not gonna be like oh man those textures are shifting around like it's very hard to do that in 2d yeah exactly and i 
I the jump to 3D definitely affected things. Um, and I I think more so and uh, Nintendo in general felt this especially. Um, it's it's part partially the cause of the failure of the Wii U outside of its horrible marketing. Uh, and name is that uh, the Wii U uh, the Wii U failed because Nintendo has admitted that they were not prepared to make the jump to HD. Uh, which is uh, they they attribute some of it to the fact that they, developing for HD was harder than they anticipated. And see that 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 was kind of my initial starting point. Like I look at the trainer and at the Pokemon in Generation Eight, and I'm like, this is still like a 3D model that is conceptually a sprite. Yes. And in Scarlet and Violet, they are trying to move away from that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's a good idea yet for them because they are not able to do that in a way that has uh, enough bang for its buck, you know? I kind of understand that. I I think they're doing okay. Like they're doing better trying to make, make it feel like a living world. Which is what I love. But I think if they like, I don't know. As you said, growing pains. Yeah, my honest, like, what I really want is for them to see this and uh, see this game. And instead of being like, oh, man, how can we push it again next next generation, right, uh, for the next game? How can we push this even harder? What I really, really want to see is I just want to see, uh, I want to see them just try to do Scarlet and Violet again. Like, different exactly. world. I really just want to see them try to do Scarlet and Violet one more time, where we're not trying to do anything innovative, we're just trying to make it look good and run well and do well because I there's there used to be this old like Lego animation on YouTube where somebody was uh, making it was uh, this was like back when first person shooters were the video game to play. Um, I remember this because somebody was just like, oh, you're just gonna go play Halo again. Like how many times or Call of Duty? Like how many times do you have to do that again before it's uh, before it's like old and they go well you play pokemon and, they just, and this guy just goes on this rant about how pokemon is king of its mountain uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very tiny mountain but he's <laughs> just like he's like how many pikachus do you need to catch before you realize you played the same game before <laughs> i remember that line very distinctly uh but that's the point like i love playing that game i want to, i want to catch a pikachu again and again like i i think that's kind of the magic of pokemon to some extent I think that I I think they're like they're doing fine like Pokemon designs and stuff like that. I would just love to see another game where we didn't try to do anything innovative graphics wise. Yeah, and we just like they get another shot at Scarlet and Violet because I think if the next one will probably be fine because they they the problem is I think they're just learning as they're going and they're just not putting enough focus into optimizing the product before it comes out because of the deadlines. Yeah, I believe that once they get all the animations of the Pokemon and all the designs sets, like, they can create a living decks, if you way, uh, of these digital monsters. They can concentrate more on the scenario. What I want them to do is stop redesigning the Pokemon. Just give us, like, a, just design something that can be scaled up or down, and then just focus on the rest of the game. Because, like, I, I, this is the hill that I'm dying hall. Their problem is that they have so many Pokemon that that's where all the big work is going. That they barely, because of the release restrictions, that they want those games out as soon as possible, they put all their effort until every single uh, Pokemon, which, by the way, it's almost a thousand if we didn't even already cross it. Um, and not enough time. Yeah. No, we did cross a thousand. No, we're at, we're at a thousand, thousand, just over a thousand ten now. No, it's over a thousand ten now. Like, what's what's Diplin? What Diplin? Diplin? It, it, let's let me look at Diplin. Diplin will tell you. 
Uh, Diplin, it's 13, no, it's more than 13, actually, because, uh, it's with, uh, Poltergeist is 112, Sinistra is 113, or is 10-13, Okidogie is 14, Monkey Dory is 15, Pheasantipity is 16, uh, Ogre Pawn is 17, that's where we're at, we're, so we're at 10-17 right now. Yeah, so, um, Thingy Turtle is gonna be 18. Uh, no, 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 because there's other Pokemon in between that for sure. Uh, at least Archaladon. Oh, that's right. At least Archaladon. We're gonna probably get to, like, 1023 or something, right? We, we'll get to, like, I think, I think, like, 1020, 1021, something like that. Uh, I think they said there's something, like, another, I think there were, like, eight Pokemon total in DLC, because you have to remember as well, uh, we still have, uh, we still have, like, Raging Bolt and Iron Crown. Uh, plus Diente and Terrakion equivalents. So that's another four. And also, there, there's something after that last... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yep, and yep. Diplin okay. definitely evolves. Diplin <laughs> evolves, exactly. Which is what I was trying to get at. Um, but see, okay, so I was actually having a very similar thought to you earlier today when I was thinking about this topic. And it's like, maybe the one silver lining of this entire mess with the Switch Pro being delayed and everything else. Is that true? I don't even know if that's true. No, no, no. I mean, uh, you know, we've been having Switch Pro rumors forever. I feel like they've just been that, though, rumors. Like, I, I do agree. I do believe that there's something now just because the Switch is seven years old. Exactly. So the Switch is seven years old. And I do think I do think the next console will just be a Switch Pro, by the way. Like, I, I don't Probably. think they're... I think the success of the fact that it's a handheld plus... Uh, a console is honestly the only thing Nintendo has going for it. And if they axe that feature, they're done. I also, I also think with the pace of release of games on Nintendo Switch Online, uh, that would be uh, very stupid of them to just not keep doing Switch. Yeah, that, that's that, but that was my point. Okay, so the thing is, well, this is going to be most likely the first time we get three generations on the same console. Mm-hmm. So maybe, just maybe they will be able to finally polish a game for a system all the way. I would love to see that. Uh, I I don't have faith because like, if we think about when Gen 10 is going to be, 2024 is probably going to be some sort of remake. I, I don't want to say which one because uh, like everybody's like, oh, it's going to be Unova. Uh, I am not a huge uh, Unova believer, in all honesty. I am a... I am a believer that there's probably going to be some sort of Gen 2 love coming out next year. One, because uh, outside of all the references to Unova, we are also getting a ton of references to Gen 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we got Iron Crown and we got Iron Leaves and whatever Terrakion is. But if you look at the other half of that, we've got, you know, Walking Wake, Raging Bolt. Yeah. You've got the you've got the Legendary Beasts and that that are being, you know, kind of hyped up a little bit. And Kitakami itself is almost a direct relation to Johto, uh, in my honest opinion. Uh, so I think there is a chance that we get, like, maybe we don't get, like, a Gen 2 remake, though I think a Gen 2 remake would not be untimely, especially next year, because next year is actually the uh, 25th anniversary of Gen 2, mm-hmm. uh, as we discussed last week. Um but I, I do believe that there's a very good chance that Gen 2 Remake slash Gen 2 Love is on its way. And it's long overdue, uh, in my opinion. No, no, we haven't had, like, come on, we got, like, Let's Go Pikachu. Like, give me give me some Johto love, like, a little bit. Like, we're even going to Unova, technically, in Blueberry Academy. Yeah. Come on. Give me just, like, a little bit of Johto love. We haven't seen Johto since 2010. We have seen Johto 
uh, less recently than black and white. Fair. Yes. Like, honestly, if they just, like, port Heart Gold Soul Silver, I'll call that a win. <laughs> like, uh, a brilliant diamond shining pearl treatment for... For Heart Gold Soul Silver. I honestly think they should as, as well, because, like, those are some of the most popular games in the franchise. Well, if, if Ilka has, like, a conversion, uh, let's call it algorithm, even if it's not that, uh, in the bank, you know. Uh, I, okay, so they might very well, uh... Those games have the same engine. They, exactly. Uh, they could very well maybe just, like, copy and paste that in to some extent and, uh, do it. I think that would be very exciting if they did it. Additionally, I think, like, Let's Go Johto, or not Let's Go Johto, but, like, Legends Johto, uh, could have, like, imagine... Imagine a story instead of like finding out like the origins of like Palky and Dialga, right? But uh, fi- one, uh, if you think about any all of the legendaries out there, the only legendaries that haven't been touched to like have another form of some sort are Lugia and Hoa. Are Lugia and Hoa? Are Lugia and Hoa? Yeah. They could tell the story, like they could tell the story of like the t- burn tower. Yeah, you can introduce three new Pokemon that are the original forms of the legendary beasts. Yeah, you could do that. Um, and then somehow will also give us Panzap. And uh, really just make me sad. <laughs> but that's okay. I, I accept that Panzap will one day exist. Um, but I think I think that would be an interesting route for them to go. I don't know. I, I That's something that I'm kind of interested in. I would love to see. Um, especially nowadays. And then, you know... I mean, maybe we could do Gen 5 and Gen 2. Like, slow it down just a little bit. Maybe we don't need, like, Gen 10 right away. No, no. they. I, I think most of us as Pokemon fans, like, if they just kind of recycle... There's so much content for them to recycle at this point. Yeah. And that the Pokemon company itself could maintain its cash flow while just feeding me games that already exist. Yeah, and you have to you have to take into account now that with some Pokemon missing from the most sweet games... Even just like the pleasure of seeing some old friends come back is is a draw for a, for a game. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like based on leaks for the next one, we're not missing too many things that aren't connected to home. We are missing. I I don't like that we're missing any of them. I don't like that like home connectivity. I want every Pokemon to be available on Switch so that it connects directly to home. That's at, at the end of the day, that's what Thatch wants. I I think that is a very uh. That that is my that is my desire before the Pokemon Bank servers get shut down is that every Pokemon can go to a game on Switch and not live on home, and we're very very close. Like we're talking ten ten ish Pokemon, <laughs> like it's not even that many. Which like honestly that's irritating. Like because if it was like fifty, yeah, if it was like fifty. I would say okay, that that's a fair number. Yeah, that's what happened at the end of Sword and Shield. Like at the end of Sword and Shield, um, and BDSP. There were something like 60 Pokemon that just didn't have a home. Was vaguely irritating, but still acceptable. But like a dozen? Yeah, like a dozen. A dozen is, is just like stupid. It's insulting, I think. Uh, to be fair, the dozen the dozen that are there, are like uh, it's like Pat Rat. Uh, Pat Rat, I think, is is missing. Um, the monkeys. Furfru, uh, which is the one that's most concerning to me, which is odd to say that it's concerning to me. If any at all, yeah. Because I, I personally have very few feelings for Furfru. It does have a unique mechanic. Yeah, and I think there was one other on top of that, some other Gen 5 mon that was missing on top of that. But it was, it's uh, very, very weird. Also, there's no way to really get like an Alolan Raticate outside of like trading for it on Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. But, um, and I really don't have to play Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee for a little Alolan Raticate. There's no, there's no way to get to get on a little on Uh I think that might come back in uh, Indigo Disc, but don't. Let, I hold my breath a little bit, but I think 
like I think like 60% chance your Pikachu could evolve into a Alolan Raichu in Indigo Disc. Uh, only because Alolan Executor are there and everything else like that. Like if Alolan Executor is there, I better be able to evolve my Execute into Alolan Executor while I'm there. Yeah, that would make sense. And if that's the case, then I can evolve my Pikachu into Alolan Raichu. Um, and unfortunately, Cubone's not in that game. But um, uh, yeah, similar idea though. I, I really do believe that um, every Pokemon should be available on Switch, which it looks like they're trying to make happen. Well, I mean... Since most of the ones you mentioned are from Unova, if do get a Unova game on the Switch that connects to home, problem solved. No, quite literally, the only Pokemon we'd be missing then is Furfru, um, which is uh, that's the one that's most concerning to me. Like, I don't know what how Furfru, uh, like how they just didn't do Furfru. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just just do it, just do it. Like, I like I don't like using Pokemon Go as the answer of like oh just catch one on Pokemon Go and send it to yourself send it to yeah, home. Yeah, no, I don't like that. I don't like that solution. Uh, uh, I would like it better. Like maybe we can't catch Furfru in a game, but I can transfer Furfru to a game. That would be even better, right? I I would accept that as an answer. I don't like the idea of any Pokemon being stuck in home. Um, and that includes Furfru. Um, I also think Meltan needs to evolve with Thunderstone, and rant. Uh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, they, they definitely, like, Dexic definitely created awkward situations, um, which it looks like they're about to make right. But I would, I would love for them to be like, yeah, for first here for no reason. And it'd be like, I perfectly understand why it's here and I'm okay with it being in this random game. Like, for some reason, Furfru is in Let's Go Johto. I don't know why, but it's there, you know? <laughs> I mean, there could be a tourist that has brought one over and gifts you one. Exactly. Alolan Vulpix made it into Legends Arceus, okay? Exactly, exactly. Very much into that idea. So, uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, this gets, this definitely steered away from graphics um, to some extent, as it as it tends to do. When do we ever go on a tangent? That never happens. Never happens. Uh I'm mostly just waiting for something cool to happen in the news. Yeah. Uh, we're circling, waiting for that. But yeah, I yeah, I uh, would love to see something like that. The graphics, I think, will... I'm hoping they get better. Like, I'm hoping you're right, and they do... Uh, they just give us another Switch game. Honestly, I think Switch Pro isn't going to be, like, that much worse for them to develop for than Switch. Uh, so I'm, ki- I'm just kind of hoping the next game is good in that regard. <laughs> uh, let's Let's see, though. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if you have any other final thoughts, but those are mine. We'll see if the next one's good. Looks pretty. I mean, no, I'm at this point I'm just I'm just waiting for someone to come back into DLC. Understood. Uh well we know that one. That when's the cats coming back? We know this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. Yep. Well, all right. Well, we're gonna wrap up here, guys. Um, and we're gonna kick it on over to our Pokemon of the episode. Catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> episode welcome to our pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode is national decks number 1015 monkey dory the retainer pokemon <laughs> it's pokemon violet pokedex entry states monkey dory keeps itself somewhere safe while it toys with its foes using psychokinesis to induce intense dizziness uh, monkey dory uh is probably the best one of the three uh <laughs> of the loyal three <laughs> Which uh, is not saying yeah. a lot. But yeah. Well, it's actually right. it's actually pretty decent in OU. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually yeah. 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 Uh, Poison Psychic is a weird type, but we share that with uh, a Galarian Slowbro and a Galarian Slowking. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is very interesting and very exciting. But Monkey Dory itself is just, it's very good, actually. Like, base speed of 106, base special attack of 130, with that typing, that dual typing is actually very, very mm-hmm. good. Because it only has three weaknesses. That means it's only weak to ground, ghost, and dark. Yeah. Uh, which it's very, honestly, those are three types to be weak against. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because... Like, there's probably only, like, one ghost move on your opponent's team, maybe one dark move on your opponent's team. Uh, ground, you know, Earthquake's still around, but it it's not nearly as uh, bad as it as it was back in the day. So, mm. and I mean, it's got, like, four resistances, too, and they're, like, not bad resistances to have. Uh, one, one of them's fairy, obviously, but... Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Uh, not to mention its ability, Toxic Chain... Um, Ooh, where, that's so annoying. Yeah. Where if you just hit it, there's like a thirty percent chance they become toxic poisoned. Uh, like you don't, you could hit a psychic and have a thirty percent of toxic poison, which is Mm-mm. insane. That is an insane thought to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, monkey door. I wish, <laughs> I wish their designs were a little better. Like I saw their art yeah, and I, I wasn't them. sold on them. I, I will. I am going to admit though. Like once I saw the three D models, I thought they looked better. No, I still hate them. <laughs> I thought they looked better with the 3D models. <laughs> but they completely made up for it with Ogre Pond being adorable. I love my daughter. And Ogre Pond is very good. Yeah, she's just the cutest. Ogre Pond is very good. But yes. Uh, yeah, so Monkey Dory, uh, very good, honestly. Psychic Poison, both very good stabs to have, especially with mm-hmm. uh, Fairy nowadays. And mm-hmm. uh, I, it also gets parting shot, which is very odd. I, I don't think you'll ever use it on this, but it does get parting shot, which not a lot of Pokemon get. Um, it, right. it, it gets Sledge Wave. It, it's it's getting all the things to really be able to utilize its typing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just a deep move pool. Just a deep move pool. Um, but I we do have a team today. It is still OU, and it's still kind of tearing it up. Uh, I did have the team pulled up and then I lost it, but I'm going to go ahead and pull it up again on my cell. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, so this team has a monkey dory on it. Uh, it, the monkey dory is holding heavy duty boots. Uh, the ability is toxic chain with the fighting terror, terror type so that you can resist some of the most common things that are coming into you. Um, additionally, yeah, you do get access to focus blast so you can get stab focus blast. But this is uh, 252 special attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed. You're running a timid nature because you're going to go fast. Fast, fast. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got uh, your future sight. Uh, you got future sight so you can kind of threaten some Pokemon out for some switches. Uh, focus blast because it's just a good fighting type move and it uh, combos pretty well with your Terra typing. Uh, psychic mm-hmm. so that you can just do good stab damage and then U-turn so that you can get out of there. Um uh, it's paired with a, another very good Pokemon that you could U-turn into as well. Uh, it is uh, Dragapult holding a choice band, so we're just going to go physical and we're going to go hard all the time. Um, mm-hmm. It has the Infiltrator ability, so you can go through uh, your opponent's substitutes. And we are at uh, 252 attack, 252 speed. We're just, we're just Dragapult. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, we're running mm-hmm. Dragon Darts uh, for a multi-hit move. Uh, we can also run Phantom Force, again, to force switches. Uh, you also have access to Terra Blast, so that you can have access to a fighting-type move. Um, and you have, once again, U-Turn. So it's, uh, it's a great time. But uh, our next guys are just there to... This is, like, hyper-offensive. This team is very hyper-offensive. Yeah. Uh, but continue, Whimsicott. 
It's also quite OU the team because uh, our next guy. It, it kind of is. Our next guy is Great Dusk. Holding the leftovers, the ability is obviously protosynthesis. The chair type is fairy, which is interesting. It has uh, an impish nature. That's a great question. I don't know why they would do fairy, but continue, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it has an impish nature, and it's running Earthquake, Ice Spinner, Rapid Spin, and Stealth Rock, which is a fairly standard set, I think. For To be fair, you're never tearing the... If you're tearing the uh, Great Tusk, no, something is going horribly tusk, wrong. You have a problem. Yes. Something, is, <laughs> something has gone horribly wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, another like staple of the meta is Goldengo. It's holding a covert cloak because you know how its ability, good as gold, doesn't let you status it directly. Well, you can't status it indirectly now either. <laughs> like you are not messing with this guy in any possible way. Yeah, exactly. Also, I suppose like you can survive a mystical fire and fire back a special attack without having your stat lowered or something like that. Yeah. The Terra type is flying, which is more typical because you want to avoid those ground type moves. It has a modest nature. And it's running, you know, nasty plot, make it rain, shadow ball, and recover. Pretty standard. Though, yeah, it's pretty standard. Golden go. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you, Jushiro? What do you got for us to finish off this team? Well, we got Samurott Hisui version. Now, it does specify it needs to be female. Is there a particular reason for this? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> he just wanted to make a point that his Samurad Hosui was female. Okay. It has a salt vest with the ability sharpness and, of course, uh, the Terra type poison. It's EVs, uh, 252 HP, 56 attack, 100 special defense, and 100 speed. It's pretty spread out with the careful, uh, careful nurture and, of course, ceaseless edge razor shell. A sacred sword and aqua jet at its attacks. All right, uh, I assume this is also a very direct offensive samurai. Yes, everything mm -hmm. on this team is offensive that isn't named Grave Tusk. It looks like. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, let's follow and finish up that offensive strike with some saptas in line with some heavy duty boots and the ability static. It's terra type steel. With an EV spread of 248 special attack, 8 special defense, and 252 speed. We're going to go with Hurricane Substitute Vault Switch and Roosts for its attacks. Yeah. You, These are you're like, woo, Zapdos can be a bulky book. Nope, not this time. And now this time. This is just being yep. a Zapdos. <laughs> like, yeah. This one's just being a Zapdos. Like, uh, the only thing it's not running is, uh, it is running Substitute, which I think is a little bulky for some reason. I, I, I would probably on this team probably play with the Zapdos spread and, and set a little bit more. But yeah, just because this one seems a little a little uh, against what you're trying to do mm. as a team. But yeah, I, I'm also not as well versed on the meta as I used to be. So uh, take what that says in it with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes. All right. If you want to try this team, it'll be over on the Discord server. So until then, though, guys, we are going to... Kick it on over to our mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails! Mail! 
Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we will read it on the show. Probably. Uh, we typically have a prompt. Last week we asked you guys if you thought Charizard was overdone. <laughs> is this is, That's like one of the most straightforward questions I think we've ever asked. Like, do you hate this? Uh, <laughs> and, um, and so we, we do have a few emails to read today about that. Uh, we are going to go ahead and get to those here in a second. But as always, this segment of the show is brought to you by the uh, the energy drink or the fictional energy drink, a green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. Spooky hooves. <laughs> and as always, we will uh, give out a green Tauros badge to anybody uh, who we deem worthy. So without further ado, our first email this week uh, about this uh, this Charizard conundrum is going to be from True Crow 48 and uh, Jushiro has this one. Yeah, it says, hello, Puckled Crew. Seeing as how the mascot topic turned into a Charizard topic... I'm going to approach my comment from that angle. First, in terms of Charizard being popular, I think it began because of all the starters. It and Pikachu are the only ones to get mascot-worthy story arcs. Pikachu goes without saying, since it's, you know, it got a 26-year story, but Charizard also got a fairly lengthy arc. He starts out as an unwanted Pokemon, evolves into its final form, and then becomes rebellious. Ash then spends the rest of the two se- uh, first two seasons trying to earn Charizard's respect, finally doing so, and then having it become a powerhouse. Squirtle and Bulbasaur? They each got a single episode about how great they were by not evolving. Uh, I disagree with that, but <laughs> based on the <laughs> Pokemon anime, that is incorrect. Bulbasaur got a number of episodes. Yeah. But I, I digress. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, the playground bragging rights of having a Charizard in ra- uh, red, blue, and yellow was great. After Gen 1, its continued love, I believe, is a mix of nostalgic love for Charizard from both fans and Game Freak, each feeding the other in a continual cycle. On a personal level... Wow, I agree with a ton of this. Like... The reason I chose Charmander as my starter in red is that I remembered it, like, crying on that rock in the rain. Oh, my gosh. I need to adopt this. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The anime was such a powerful marketing tool. It was. Yeah. It was. On a personal level, when I got my blue versions all those years ago, I knew nothing about the starters, so I chose Charmander simply because he looked coolest. Now, here's where my love for of Charizard was cemented. Eight-year-old me managed to miss the catching tutorial, and since Professor O gave me my starter, I thought every other Pokemon would be given to me throughout the game. So, a little 2 crow 48 was struggling against Misty because I only had a Charizard. It wasn't until losing to Lieutenant's search... And please know that he had a Charizard at Misty's <laughs> gym. It wasn't until losing to Lieutenant Search that a friend finally saw what I was doing and explained Pokeballs to me. Take care, 2 crow 48 All right. Well, thank you for that one, 2 crow 48 uh, our next email is going to be from uh, Guardian, uh, and yes, you do. Evening, Puckle. Been listening for about a year. First time caller. Welcome. Call again. I <laughs> uh, hope you're all well, and hope this isn't too wordy. Don't worry, you're talking to the wordy <laughs> queen herself. Mm, you asked for an opinion from someone kind of old that didn't start with Gen 1. That probably includes me. I started with Gen 4, and I was 24 at the time. Ooh, this is new. 
This is very new. I like that. This one's interesting. I, I read this one already. It's very good. Yeah. Also, this guy's about my age. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously, knew a lot of the Gen 1 stuff. You are younger than I am, Jushiro. <laughs> Not by much. <laughs> yeah, still by a bit. Obviously, knew a lot of the Gen 1 stuff from how popular it was at the time and from seeing the first movie with friends. But I hadn't played a game with a Pokemon in it outside of Smash. Ran fighting game tourneys all the time, and my friends convinced me to grab Diamond when it came out. Had a blast playing through, trading and battling with friends, so much that we added Battle Revolution tourneys to our rotation alongside Melee, Third Strike, and Mario Kart. Pokemon Battle Revolution was great. I miss I miss being able to just like slap it on one simulator together and just like share that on the screen. Granted, the Switch is pretty good at it. Mm. To tie that in, you'd mentioned we need an opinion about Pokemon design from someone who didn't start with Gen 1 or 2. Well, here is mine. I thought back then, and still kind of do think, that Gen 1's design felt old and outdated compared to Gen 4's. My association of Intimidate immediately goes to Shinx and Staraptor. I still think Lucario is kind of cool. My favorite legendary is still Manaphy. None of my favorite Pokemon were in Gen 1. Togekiss, Manaphy, Weevil, Miss Magius, Gallet, Leafy, and Toxicroak. The list goes on of Gen 4 favorites that I thought were all way cooler than anything in Gen 1. And most of my other favorites were Gen 2 and 3, Absol, Umbreon, Gardevoir, and Breloom being some of my all-time favorites now. I used Starmie, Slowbro, and Jolteon, but I didn't really care for them to Shiro cover your ears, and, and honestly didn't enjoy any of the Gen 1 starters like I did the Gen 4 ones, Charizard included. Well, you know who's not getting that green Taurus batch? <laughs> <laughs> not from you, maybe. <laughs> I think he gets a green Taurus batch for insulting you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let, let's let's see if he dunks on Whimsicott as well. Um, I know it's mostly first Pokemon bias, but well, here we are. So to bring that to an answer, yes. I think Charizard is overused and overrated and definitely feels like a carrot to dangle in front of both, both Gen 1 parents and their kids. I agree with that statement. I think the only problem is that it's an effective carrot. And it also doesn't matter, because I'm the father of an 8-year-old girl who loves Eevee more than anything, but whose favorite starter is Prigatito by a mile, and who is just ex- who just excitedly started Pokemon Rumble with me earlier tonight. My wife's first Pokemon, yes. <laughs> My wife's first Pokemon was Scarlet, and her favorites are easily Squirtle and Fuecoco. And I'm gonna be 42 on Halloween. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. Oh, happy birthday for tomorrow, then. <laughs> and the goofy grin I had on my face when I saw I could start my journey to the Elite Four with a Shinx, like I did nearly two decades ago, is probably the same as other people got a few years ago when they saw Charizard standing next to Leon. Wow. And I'm glad they get that, even if it's far more often than I get Absol and Manaphy these days. And we'll get way more than I'll ever see in new faves, Tinkerton and Bellybolt after Generation 9. To sum it up, the franchise has given me so many great memories with friends and family, old and new. It's different things to different people. I've gotten what I wanted out of it and continue to do so, no matter which critters they put front and center. Thank you for starting my work week off with your podcast since last December. It's been a joy. Peace, Guardian. Oh, well, that's so nice. Well, this is Green Taurus, but Green Taurus badge material for the Jushiro dunk and uh, all the other good feels. Yes. Fine. (laughs) 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 Our last email this week is going to be from uh, Captain Smitty. What what do you get when you cross a hockey player in a jar of vinegar? A puckle. 
spelled like pickle, but with a U. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't that funny, but it's just... <laughs> That it just becomes funny. Yeah, I love that jokes. Uh, what up, Puckle peeps? I I I get where Thatch is coming from with his disdain of Charizard. That big orange dragon is being shoved in front of us on almost a daily basis. But I'll admit, I still love Charizard. He's just cool, and on a per- <laughs> he's just cool. And on a personal note, the evolution of my favorite Pokemon friend, my first Pokemon card, and my first Pokemon starter back in Blue version Charmander. But therein lies the problem. Charizard is cool. And the Pokemon company knows it. Charizard is like Marvel movies or fast food. It's flashy, usually a safe pick, but there's almost always a better, higher quality option. I'm not. Wow. I'm not upset that Charizard's always shown. I'm just. I'm just sad that they like. I'm upset that if they're going to show Charizard, I. I want the record to be straight. I'm really okay with Gen One pandering. I hate when they're being selective with their Gen One pandering. If they were to also include Blastoise and Venusaur in their Gen One pandering. Thatch would have zero problems with this. <laughs> I'd have zero problems. I, I hate that uh, Bulbasaur and Squirtle are always like afterthoughts whenever they do this. That's what I. That's what I just like. Like at least put them off to the side. Like oh yeah, Squirtle and Venusaur are here too, or like you know Blastoise and Venusaur are here too. So that's pretty cool, right? <laughs> because not everybody started with Charmander. Yeah, my boy was always Squirtle. We are a Blastoise household, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the uh, Aussie Crocodile would say. We are a Blastoise household. All right, but here we go. Sorry. Cool fire dragons, much like superheroes and hamburgers, are a quick and easy sell, and the Pokemon <laughs> company likes money. So we're probably going to continue to be over- overly saturated in Zard. I definitely think plenty of other Pokemon would make great mascots. I loved the point about Coridon and Maridon being so integral to the story of Scarlet and Violet. And how they could be great mascots because of just how much time we got to spend with them. Unpowered Maridon looks like an awesome giant robotic puppy lizard, but we only get him in the first. We only see him in the first few scenes during the game. And while the current gens legendaries always get some time to shine, they inevitably get sidelined by the Zard. Now, like I said, I do like Charizard. I love my ACP deck. Uh, ACP is uh, Arceus Charizard Pidgeot, by the way. Um, with uh, my full art and art rare Charizards, I've pulled and. Scarfed Ancient Power Zard was one of my favorite tricks to pull in Gen 8 VGC, even went undefeated with it in the PFTT Swiss, only to be immediately losing top cut. But yeah, they still need to deal with the Charizard. Or chill with the Charizard. Oh, no, don't give him any idea. Next Charizard, chill Charizard. Oh my gosh, Ice Type Charizard incoming. P.S. I've been I've been loving the bonus episodes and hearing about Thatch and Whimsicott's D&D adventures. These were Patreon. This was a Patreon episode. Uh, as an avid P- RPG or myself, I can relate to the overeager dominative character fatally striking an old woman. Though in my case, it was my Jedi Ewok shooting a Sith, a Sith witch with an energy bow, which actually worked out pretty well. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Charizard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That is, that is a sentence and a half right there. I want to do an Ewok warrior. Ewok Jedi? A Jedi Ewok? Oh my god, that would- No, an Ewok Sith. That's what- <laughs> A killer bear. If you ever want to explore the wonder and beauty of the Star Wars narrative dice system, I will gladly <laughs> run a one shot for you, Puckle people. Wow. Uh, PSS, uh, oh, something, something, asking for work. Uh, we can talk. I don't- He asked for payment in Puckle Playmats. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have enough- any of those left, but, uh, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> uh, I digress. So- 
Uh, that is going to be it for this week. I I still think Guardian gets it. He, uh, yep. Yes, he did great. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Guardian, you get it. You get it. It's all yours. We will we will give you that green Taurus badge if you ask for it on the Discord server. But next week, if you guys want to tell us how you feel about Pokemon graphics, please let us know. Uh, it it pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Of course, throughout the week, if you want to keep up with us, you can go to pucklediscord.com and hang out with us on Discord. You can also go over to uh oh my gosh uh you can go over to our Twitter, uh, Facebook, or Instagram, or, or X. What is it? Is that what Twitter is now? It's X. It's called Twitter. It's still, it is still it's Twitter. It's called Twitter. It's still Twitter <laughs> for now. Uh, I think we also still have threads because I haven't gotten a Blue Sky invitation. So somebody sent me a Blue Sky invitation. Uh, and then, of course, you can uh, you can go over to our... Uh, you can go over to our YouTube at youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast or our Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. I am going to attempt to do something this week, but make no promises. I, I would love to do something. Maybe next Sunday uh, would be a great time because I just want to catch up with people. I have so many cool things. I want to show them what I bought. I did end up ca- getting my uh, my copy of the original, the the original, original Pokemon Stadium. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got a. Co- I'm not sure that it works because the guy when I bought it from him uh, was not very good at English. Um, and he said something about like broken copy or something like that, but I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I don't know if it was just like, oh, it, I mean, I bought it because I, I'm never going to put it into an N64. I just wanted to own the cartridge. Collector's item. Yeah, I bought it for like three bucks. It's fine. Yeah. I do want to show off some of the cool goodies I got, though, while we were in Japan. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I do. If you want to help support the show, a couple ways you can do it. One, you can go over to Patreon at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, where you can get a bunch of cool extra bonus episodes. Uh, like the one that uh, Captain Smitty was talking about, uh, where Whimsicott and I talked, that one came out earlier this week. Um, and then you can also, uh, this week, there's going to be a little thing at the end again for, this turned out to be like a two hour episode of like Patreon Hangout, where we sat and just talked for a while. Uh, mostly they just let me talk and they don't tell me to shut up, which is both good and bad. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a good time. It's a good listen. So uh, the first five minutes will be after this. And if you're interested in it, please go over there and uh, jump in at the five dollar tier. Additionally, if you want uh, buy cardboard like I do on a very significant basis, you can go to trollandtoad.com and use code PucklePod5 at checkout for a discount. And we get a small kickback as well. Um, so on that note, though, uh, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest whimsicott. And I've been Deshiro. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.